What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today we have a really, 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 could I say it again? Really special guest in the building. Listen, she was formerly the queen of the dance hall, and then she changed her life and became the queen of the church hall. You know, we have in today, we have Miss Marion Hall in the building today. What's going on, my sister? Bless the name of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am here sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, blood washed, and just ready to tell you about Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so yeah. very much because I want to hear, especially coming from somebody like you that's walked the walk. And I know mm -hmm. right now today you're going to talk the talk. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless All God. right. How we do it on this platform here is we take it from the beginning, your beginning, to where you mm -hmm. are today. So let's start from the beginning here. First question yes. is, what part of Jamaica did you grow up in, and what actually attracted you to music in the first place? I grew up in Galena, St. Mary, three miles away from Port Myer, which is the capital. I was attracted to music because my dad, he was always singing around the house. He would go to... Um, America, leave and go to America to do farm work, come back with some big tip, tip that you can record your voice on. And my father would be singing down the place. Also, there were churches on every, like you, there's a church here, a house there, you know, a church here and a house down there. So there was many churches and I would hear a lot of singing. My great-grandmother, my great-grandfather wife was a powerful prophetess. They call her one, a woman at the time. She was a church woman. She always took my dad to church from he was a little boy. So we grew up, you know, listening to gospel music. Also, we, I grew up listening to country music because there was a man who lived down a place called America Holly. America Holly, I guess. A lot of people go to farm work or go to America who lives in that alley. And he would play a lot of country music. And that is how I got, you know, drawn in. That's how you got drawn in. And then when do you discover your voice? Say, okay, you know what? I could probably use my voice. Mm -hmm. I discovered that I had a voice when my dad used to send me to the shop, like you call it the store, to buy flour, sugar, whatever. I would make up songs and still remember them weeks after. Whenever I go to church, I would sing. I go up, I ask them to put my name up to sing, and I would sing. And people would uh, tell me how good my voice was. You know, a lot of people would tell me, you're, you're a great singer, you can sing, you know. So I just love music, you know, ever since I was a little girl. You just loved yes. it right there. Okay, so then you actually started out in the church then? I would say on the street because I was a little tomboy. So I would make up, like my brother, they they like to make carts and, mm -hmm. and use the tires like old tires and, and cut them and make wheels on them. And I would drive them down the road, down the hill. And, you know, I, I just love music. And the tourists, they used to, a, a lot of tourists used to come there because there was a, uh, it was a beautiful scenery because we live at, at um, Galena Point, and then we move up to Trade Winds. They call it Traffic Winds or Trade Winds, right in front of Chris Blackwell, mom. Chris Blackwell, mother had Chris Blackwell, who is the producer and, and who owns a lot of Bob Marley stuff. He, his mother lived right there on a hill, and she was looking out in the deep blue sea, and we lived a little below her, so a lot of tourists would come by, and I would do anything to entertain them. Get some money, you know? Yes. <laughs> but please don't go too far down in my history because something big is about to happen and I can't discuss certain things, but it has to do with my whole life story. Okay. Yeah. 
So coming from there, it brought me to the dance hall because I used to hang around women who were older than me and I would sing for them, take um, some pain pan and beat some rhythm and we sing and I DJ and then the sound system, whenever they come to St. Mary, I am where the dance hall is. I'm going to jump the fence and get over there because I can't afford to pay my fee. So my friends would jump over first and I'm the last one to go over. And then you would, the security would take a big stone and say, go back over. <laughs> go back over the fence. Yeah? And if I had jumped off, maybe I'd end up in the river because there was a river right there in Port Mariam. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, that was funny. I would find myself back around the road and go back to the front of the, the, the dance hall gate and tell the, the man, listen, I was in here before, but I didn't get a stamp, so just stamp me. So they knew me. They, they were familiar with me because I wasn't, you know, the, the, the girl who DJ in the area, you know? So that was all. Um, they just let me in, and I went in one night and had a big clash with Lieutenant City. I had... Um, um, Wicker Man, Captain Barky, Ricky Sterrow, Wolfman, and I murder everything. <laughs> <laughs> and this and then, is in your area at this time. Yeah, yeah, and everybody was talking about this young this young girl who had a, a clash with Lieutenant City. Yo, the way she angled the governor, may I tell you? So when I, I the, 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 the man for the sound asked me if I know Kingston, I say. If I know Grand Spen, I said, no, but I'll find it, you know? That time my mom was going back and forth to Kingston because my dad was very abusive, so she would run away sometimes. So we were back and forth, you know? Whenever dad find her, he would take us there and back and forth, back and forth. So I end up getting a job on the sound system, you know what I'm saying? Which sound system was this here? It was um, Stereo One. Got you. Big sound system. Yeah, so but it never lasts long because they told me, the boss told me that he would take me to um, England. And I got my passport and everything, and I'm sitting there every day. And I saw everybody going to England except me. <laughs> except me. I thought, you know, you know I brought my, my passport. And those were the days when you really dream. Because I have a spirit, like, I love to travel. And I was so waiting to go. But it wasn't my time yet. You know what I mean? Bless yeah. God. So yeah, what was your next move after Stereo One? Where did you go to from there? I've, I ended up in Kingston, and I was a, I go DJ anywhere. They have a sound, but it was very dangerous where I was because my mom, she lived in um, Maxfield Avenue, and it was very, it was dangerous for a female, you know, and that's where I went to a whole lot of stuff. But, oops, I'm standing today because of the grace of God, you know, that's what happened. So that's where I start DJing on any sound system. And, you know, some town girls, sometimes a town girl and my bad girl, them call themselves. So they would be like, hey, girl, put on the mic. I'm going to punch you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was determined, you know, I'm all over the place in Greenwich Farm and all over the place. You know, God is good. God is good, yeah, man. Right. He take me through so much, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when did you get to the first studio now to at least not even record, to at least get introduced to a studio? When I was in Kingston, I, I ended up recording for a producer who was not a producer. He was a reducer. <laughs> and he was more of like, there were other females there when I got there. And 
there were a lot of jealousy from early out and i realized from early point in the career that women they're they're just jealous and envious and there was you know i see where there was going to be contention there and i left there and you know but it's it's been it's been a journey that's all i can say it's been a journey you know yeah yeah and do you remember the first what was the actual first hit that you had recorded oh lord please work on miracles for me to find a man of my own that was an anthem for women and that was one of your first ones there yeah that was that was the first it like a clean it that i can tell you about the others were x-rated and they 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 were big but x-rated so i don't speak like that anymore when a man is in christ he's a new creature so let's get to jesus now i got to get to jesus now i can't wait i got to get to jesus now i can't wait i got to get to jesus now i can't wait i'm like the woman with the issue of blood i'm like the woman with the issue of blood I'm like you want to be hey, I'm coming with the dance album so that's one of them yeah <laughs> Definitely because even that that's what I wanted to ask you with dance hall now is it the beat or is it the words what really makes something dance hall I don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> I you know already there's um dance hall there's reggae reggae is more of a smooth beat and dance hall is more up tempo dance hall is something like you would call a the rap rhythm it's more aggressive and that's the difference i think you know dancehall is more laid back something that you would have most cultural artists go on and you know not that because i I'm, i used to do dancehall and i used to do the easy one i do do, do the, the aggressive one what whatever one you put me on you know i was on it but dancehall is more aggressive you know yeah, cutting edge. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So then the words, because I know right now, as you said, you have some new music coming out. So is it the words that makes it dance hall, or is it? No, the... it's the beat. It's the beat. Yeah. It's the beat. Definitely. Okay, and you don't mind. Huh? You don't mind on uh, being on certain beats because it's going to be exactly what you say is the message that you portray, not really yes. the beats that you're yeah. on. Oh, oh, I when I first got saved, I, I it's like the Lord wasn't really giving me any dance hall music. You know, the closest I got to a dance hall gospel was, there's a room in my house reserved for Jesus. Hey, there's a room in my house reserved for the Lord. Oh, yes. He come as he pleases. And I never hear him leave. There's a room in my house reserved for the And when he get down to there's a room, China room, a hallelujah room, a hallelujah. You know, that, that was all, that was the closest I got to dance hall, but everything else was not dance hall at all. Because when I first, when the Lord was speaking to me on the 14th of December, 2015, he told me to give back all the money and cancel all the shows. So I thought that was it from, you know, for me and dance hall. But then he sent me all the way to, from Florida to Jamaica, to a Tony Rebel salute, Rebel salute. And I'm like, God, every, I was trying not to go and God just start giving me all these things that, I, and I hear when he said, he gave me a song and said, this is your introduction to the stage. And when I went, I see why God sent me there. It was for his name to be glorified in the presence of our, some Rastaman who 
you know, against Jesus because I remember this Rasta man in the middle, I was singing, about to sing a song and I hear, Born to Jesus, you know, and I was about to, you know, react and I heard the Lord say, he said, don't address it now, continue. And in the middle of the song, that's when I heard the voice of the Lord say, address it now. And what came out of my mouth had nothing to do with me. It was all the Lord. It was something he was orchestrating like days before that in the rehearsal studio. And his name was glorified because of what I said, you know? Mm -hmm. What led, this is what I want to know before we even go deep into your Christian life now. What led you up to actually going back into church? Because as you said, younger, you were doing church and everything. Yeah. What were the, yeah. the months yeah. or even the year that led you up to going into the church? I had an encounter with the Lord when I was in my teens. And uh, I didn't know what happened. All I know, I, I somebody was like, I was trying to avoid an argument. And I started singing a, a, a gospel song. And... All I remember was the person putting me down to sit and I'm like, what happened? And he said, you were singing the gospel song and then all of a sudden you just, it was something else, you know? So I realized now what it was, the spirit of the Lord was up on me. So um, what happened, I had another encounter while I was going through some personal things with my partner at the time. I had a partner, we spent 18 years together and I was also going through some things with, some people who I thought were my friends, you know, um, people in the music business. A lot of I had enemies like one person cost three other women to become my enemy. It was something like it was it was a lot. And um, I started talking to the Lord about it, you know, about everything. And I, I took out my clothes, went into my bath, talking to the Lord. When I stepped in there, I remember I heard the voice of the Lord when I turned the pipe on. I, heard the voice of the Lord and he answered. But what he answered and said, it became a melody and a song and I started singing and praising. And then the Lord just touched me in a way right there. And I didn't even realize that the bath was about to flow over. And that was when I heard in my spirit baptism. So when I, when I catch, you know, come back to myself, I remember telling people I was about to get baptized and people were laughing at me. Like people in the industry, I was, you know, publicly saying I was going to get baptized because of that encounter. And people start laughing at me. And that was when all the enemies, like, it, it, like the devil just start, you know, pushing them from every angle to, because I was about to walk away, you know, but when, before that though, like, so years ago, before that, when I did that song, take my money, take my friends, Take my houses, I don't need my bands. Take my smile along with my strength. Believe me, Jesus, in the end. That was years ago. I think I did that song maybe 15 years ago or 12, somewhere there. And I wanted to walk away from the business that time too. Because the women, you know, the women, the jealousy, the, the envy, the bad mind, the bickering, the crabs in a barrel thing. I was ready to walk away from that time. But I had family to support, and I always worried about how am I going to support them? That was because I wasn't in the word of the Lord. Because if I was in the word, I would know that He said, He shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory in Jesus by Jesus Christ. You know, but at the time, 
I wasn't, you know, so when I had the encounter in the bat and I told everyone, I'm going to, hey, that was when all hell broke loose. And I end up in a clash on Sting with another female. But the thing is, she was not the only one I was hoping to destroy lyrically. You know, there was two others and I needed them to just come because they were talking a whole lot, just talking. And I had so much missile. If, if they had come, God wouldn't bother with me. But I, because it was that bad, all the lyric that I had pertaining to one of them, it, one of them was just too much. And I knew she was a coward, but if she had come, I would dismantle everything. I don't even think, I don't know what would have happened that night, because trust me, I know that woman could never stand up to what was, you know. <laughs> but anyway, the Lord did not allow it. Praise God. The Lord did not allow it because I believe if he had let like just leave me, let me do what I wanted to do, you know, on my own, then, you know, I would have gone to hell by now. But God said, I, I, I ain't going to let you do that. I have, I have something for you to do. There's purpose in you and I need you. I didn't give you this talent for you to use it for the devil. And, you know, so. I remember praying like when I was finished, I was asking God not to let go of me. I say, God, even hold on to my skirt. <laughs> you know, even the tail of my skirt. Because I, I didn't feel good after winning the clash. I felt so much like a piece of dirt. And uh, I, I believe, you see, I was pushed because of them just pushing at me and there was someone in my life also who, you know, pushed me because they love the money or, you know, the things of the world. So after that, I didn't feel the presence of God when I was praying till one day I went to a funeral for a, a female artist. She was a young female and I met her once. And when I went, God started talking to me because there was three songs that brought me through my darkest period and those three songs two of them two young lady came up Shereen Anderson she sang one and um Elaine sang one and I felt God presence right there and I ran outside because normally I run out of churches whenever I feel the presence of God because I was always saying, I won't allow, I don't want to drop on the ground like those people, you know. So I was run out, running away. But God, God brought me back in that church and ministered to me through the pastor. The pastor was talking about three people who made it to heaven. One was asking the Lord, why are these people here, you know. Was, wasn't he a rapist? Wasn't that one a, you know, woman who slept with these married men or whatever it was that the pastor was ministering. But the man said, the Lord then said to her, that's what the same thing people have been asking about you. That's the same thing people have been asking. Why are you here? How did you make it here? So right then, the Lord showed me that there was a place for me in heaven. So I, I, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, I can't stay here among these hypocrites because Two of the females were there who were tearing me down and lying about me. And the Lord followed me home. He said to me right then and there when I said that, he said, 
love them and forgive them. And I went home. When I went home, the spirit of the Lord came and was all over me, talking to me. I was the only one in this big house. And God was just talking. It was a pouring out that happened. And I just won't tell you no more. But he told me to call my sister. I called her. I couldn't get her. I saw her. She pop up, just drive up and come. And I told her, God said I should go and get baptized. And she was the one who called because she knew people. She was a Christian before me who fell off. And God used me to prophesy to her that day about coming back to the Lord. Have me prophesy to another man named Philip, a friend of mine. And then, you know, have me prophesy to another woman. It was something that I didn't want to lose. What was happening when the Lord was using my mouth to say and, you know, to people. It was just so beautiful that I wanted more. And a whole lot of things happened. And that's how he said, go and get baptized. And he said, don't tell anyone. He said, we're white. And I just looked for white and I went and my sister called the pastor. God already arranged a pastor to turn back from his, um, he was on his way home and he, he his name is, his name is Bishop Everton Thomas and he baptized. Yeah. Okay. And what was it like the first, the first little while of becoming a new woman? What was that like? It was new. It was beautiful. And uh, at first I was basking in the glory of God. I didn't know that there was going to be tested trials. <laughs> I didn't know that the devil was going to visit me personally, you know. But when he visited me, God shifted me and moved me because he knew uh, she wasn't ready for that yet, you know. But uh, I remember when I started the first thing, one of my friends, he, 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 he put on like three shows with me and Pastor Lieutenant Stitchy. And while I was ministering, I, I saw people, just the Holy Spirit come upon me, come upon people in the band, people, you know, like my sister and my other sister, they, the Spirit, and I can't hold them because the Spirit is up, you know, and then people in the crowd, Holy Ghost, take over. They, I remember in Connecticut, there was a, the venue was a, a club, and they split the club in two, and we, over this side, selling our water and food. That side is closed down, nothing happening right now, but there was a young lady on the floor and I saw women like they were church women came and they threw um, long jackets. Uh, uh, you know, there was a girl that, and I remember the lady threw a long jacket over her and she was, she got the Holy Ghost and uh, she came on my Facebook and, and she said, I'm the person who, you know, you saw on the floor there. This was a club that I used to wind up for. The, you know, she used to wind up in the club and God came and got her right there. So when I saw all the, you know, those things that happened when I'm ministering and the spirit came, come upon me and, you know, it's just beautiful. It's a, it was a joy and it's still, it gets higher now. Like at the time it was a joy, then the, then, then the enemies, the enemy come and the, the, the devil entourage and, you know, and then the, the more I grow in faith, I realize that I, I, I am so powerful. Like I'm a threat to the kingdom of darkness. That is why the devil keep coming at me. But I have the weapon. You know, I understand that the weapons of my warfare are not carnal. You know, they, they're not physical. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I use the weapon, which is the word of God, you know, a lamp onto my feet, a light onto my path. I allow the word of God to direct me into the battles because when I go into the battles, all I need to do is just stand still. 
yeah, and see, you know, because God, he said the battle is not yours, it's mine. So, you know, I'm just rejoicing in the Lord. I'm happy in Christ. I'm loving God. I mean, when I first started out singing, I didn't know I was going to preach. And this is my where I preach now. That's my pulpit. The Lord, I've, a lady give it to me. And it's coming from her father who was a powerful preacher. And I travel with my pulpit. I'm in Miami now. And wherever, I, when I was in Orlando, when I was in Lauderdale, I just put it in my car and drive. Yeah. So I, I now preach because while I was in Birmingham, the Lord told me it's time to preach. I was running away from preaching engagement because I was comfortable singing. But then I realized all these sermons the Lord was giving me was for now. And so how long, how long was this into you being saved? Did you start to actually preach? I got saved um, the 14th of December, 2015. And I started singing, but I remember a, a verse in my song where I'm telling the Lord to teach me how to preach. Yeah. So I just started preaching like June. I started June of last year and I heard that I must have done like 30 something, 37 sermons. I'm like, what? Either 30 something or, or maybe 30 something. Or, you know, I'm like, what? Yeah. And there, you know, I said, you know what? If God said it, he's going to teach me. So the first day, my brother, he made a, a pulpit for me. Uh, and my sister sold the drapes and I put them up on, you know, at the door and I start preaching and I'm preaching, I'm preaching and people, things are happening. People, And then the Lord said, add fasting, prayer and fasting to the ministry. So I do ministry, I do prayer and fasting on Wednesdays from six until 12. And uh, I preach 11 o'clock on Sundays. I have a, a, a pastor who does Bible studies on Monday, like six, um, 7.30 in the evening. So we are a full ministry, even though the pandemic is here. This is where God start me off. So I know when all this is done, he's going to take me to the highways and the byways. Because I used to go on the street to wherever he send me, I go. He sent me to Montego Bay in the middle of the square by showing me a roundabout and a record store. And that's how I found it. He sent me to the back of the market in, in Kingston, Carnation Market. And I said, God wouldn't send me there. That was when I just started. But I I didn't know, like, God, he walked among the Gentiles. So, you know, I went long after, like, two years passed, and God sent me right back. And when I went there, people got the Holy Ghost right there. I cast out demons right there. It was powerful. Yeah, That's powerful. What was one of your first tests? after becoming saved that you had to really go through? Mm. Taste it. Mm. Don't sing, Marion. Don't sing. You got your songs out. Taste it. Mm. I got some powerful songs. My, my tests. When I, I traveled the world when I was a lady, so I had no problem. I had an issue when somebody close in my family, you know, choose another God, young, young little boy. Didn't, didn't even know that was happening. And it, it caused a whole lot of havoc in the family. But when I remember when I got saved, I was here in America. Long story short, I couldn't travel. I went to Jamaica. I couldn't travel back. 
So for two years, I couldn't travel back to America and I had no problem traveling. You know, uh, it was a whole lot. And, and I remember I was asking the Lord, why am I going through these things? Because um, I didn't understand it, you know? And I, I was, I remember the Lord, when I was asking the Lord all that, why am I going through these things? I did say to the Lord, if you're going through this with me, Lord, and you love me and you prove it to me, Lord, by giving me the gift of tongues and my mouth just start tongues, tongues are almost bite up my tongue for like a hour, two hour. I don't know how long my mouth just, I'm just spitting tongues, tongues, tongues all over the house, tongues, 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 praying all kind of tongues just coming out of my mouth, you know? And, and, and I'm like, oh my God, so I wouldn't I would trade that for nothing. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't mind, though. I, I didn't mind that I couldn't travel. I got the Holy Ghost in the same room in my house, which is my closet. That is adjoined to my bathroom, but it's really big. And this room is where I go to the Lord. And I got my tongues there, you know? And I was like, what? And I said, I remember one time I asked the Lord, what sin have I committed that I'm going through so much? He said, no sin that you have ever committed. And that was when I'm like, ooh, you know that? Yes, so it, I grew because what I learned while I was going through that two years of, you know, being unable to travel here, I, I, learned, I, I learned that in the valley is where you gain strength. And God was just keeping me in that valley to grow me spiritually. So my the growth spiritually Whoa, you know, when I was out of that valley because I learned to fast and pray, um, there were times when I went to like church looking for, you know, and that was not where the Lord give what give me what I need. He had me take myself away to a hotel for three days and have me fasting there on the first day, start showing me everything that will happen at the embassy. <laughs> it was something when I got there and saw it, you know. So I learned to to fight my own battles in a quiet place with the Lord. You know, sometimes you need to go away from the crowd and stay in the presence of God just all by yourself. You know, be quiet. Talk to him, you know what I mean? On your own and just, yeah, sometimes it's not a whole crowd and a whole lot of noise because if you look in the scriptures, there was a time when the man of God, a man of God, yeah, Elijah, you have Elijah and Elijah. Elijah was the one who, after him, him slew how much of Baal prophets, yeah, and run past the Spirit of God was upon him, and he run past Ahab uh, to J the gate of Jezreel. And when he, he heard that Jezebel was out to kill him, he ran away. The same man that did all that, you know, God used him so mightily, was running from Jezebel. And when he, he went and hid himself, and when the Lord, he, he heard earthquake he, and the wind and the, like fire and all that. And God wasn't in the noise, you know, it, it was a subtle voice. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I tell you, I've grown in, in the faith and I just love the Lord. I love preaching. And even sometimes if I don't prepare a, a, a sermon, I just know that God is not giving me. If it's, if it's Thursday or Friday, Saturday, I'm like, Lord, the time, what am I going to preach to your people? He's going to give me right there. You know, I call him our underwire God, you know, yeah, last minute God. <laughs>
that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. When you yeah. decided to give your life to the Lord now, what did the industry feel about you? And did the church accept you right away? Especially you being the lady saw at that time there. They know who you were. How did that work yeah. out for you? All right. So so let me give you a joke. When I just got baptized, I met two women in Ocherios uh, at a restaurant. And uh, they had like a garage. Too, and she said, come here, woman of God. Come here. So I went over. She said, I am a backslider. I'm a tombak Christian here. When you just got baptized and I hear it on the radio, I say, I want to tell you, man. This one, I'm too hard. Attention, she's seeking. You know, I'm, I'm doing it in proper English so everybody can understand. She was saying, what's wrong with her? Is she seeking attention? What, what's really wrong with her, man? And the Lord, mm, the Lord dealt with her in her house in the presence of her husband. And she was just in her bathroom and God just sat her out. Speak not against my servant. Yeah, she said she got God just like God almost lick out her teeth. She said, my God, the husband asking her, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like the spirit of God came upon her to quiet her to not speak against me. Uh, I had a a certain artist from dance hall, when I got saved, I went to Ocherius and I was doing a concert with other people um, from the, the gospel fraternity. And the Lord started speaking to me when I was on this, this, this stage. Something like a dark force, like, like something was over the whole venue. And it needed to be broken. And I realized it's like it makes me feel like I was, I couldn't breathe. So I was praying. I started praying, but I end up on the floor. You know, you could find it on my YouTube channel where I was on the floor and just the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. I don't know. I just keep saying the blood of Jesus and just praying, praying, but then tongues start coming out. And I remember when the Lord, I start walking because, you know, the Lord start talking. But I have a tendency when God is talking to me, I want people to believe me because I know a lot of them still look at me as ladies. So I said, the Lord said, the Lord said to worship him. The Lord said to worship. And I said, worship, come on, praise him. Don't stand up there and don't do, you know, and people start praising him. And then I, I hear when the Lord said, tell them, is, the, is their heart. He wants their heart. I said, God said, yeah, he, he want them soul. Is your soul in one? Your soul. And he said, if you don't give your life to him, it's going to be too late. And I'm just speaking what God said. I remember they cut up the video and they uh, put up a blog about me to um, a producer and an artist from the dance hall fraternity laughing at me, you know, saying my mad. <laughs> but um, I didn't even acknowledge them because what was happening that artist was telling people that he's going to give his life to the Lord and he's walking with the Lord now and he's this and that. And when he called me, the Lord tell me something to tell him. The Lord said, call him back. When he hang, when me and him finished having a conversation, the Lord said, call him back and tell him he can't have one put in and one put out. That is Mr. Vegas I'm talking. When he finished talking to me, the Lord tell me I was in a place called Lauderdale by the sea, sitting on one of those beach chairs. And the Lord said, call him back and tell him he can't have one foot in and one foot out. So I couldn't call him, so I texted to him. 
And from that day, I text him and said, God told me to tell you, you can't have one foot in and one foot out. It's like he knew that I know he was lying about serving the Lord. So from then, he had just, every, everywhere you look, he's, he's, he's against me and my Christianity. You know, but, and he'll read the word of God and because he don't understand it, he just talk a whole lot of foolish bits, you know. So I just left him, like, just left, leave him and let him blaspheme. Because when you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, that is one sin that cannot be forgiven. You know, so I leave them to their own demise, you know, and, you know, but me, um, I was just going to my church where I get, I get baptized, you know, I was going to that church and then people would come in the church and they have their videos secretly, you know, taping me and the Lord didn't like that. So the Lord moved me away to Florida. So I was in Florida for a while, you know, and, um, God moved me around whenever I'm, uh, you know, if it's too much attention where I can't grow, he'll move me. But my pastor was very understanding. And then I went back to Jamaica, found myself at a church because somebody in my family, you know, demons attacked the person. She was a young girl. And I went, you know, I ended up at another church, but that was not where I needed to be, you know. And God moved me and just give me this right here. So it's like you probably thought as soon as you change your life, life is just going to be nice and cool. But it seems like once you change your life, more stuff started to happen. But that's yeah. what you testing your faith. Yeah, but the Lord was, the Lord told me in his word that in this world, you will have troubles. But take heart. I have overcome the world, you know. So I know that I'm more than a conqueror when it comes to demonic attack or whatever forces of darkness coming my way whatever i have a platform on my facebook you will find 70 something thousand 75 thousand people watching me so you expect the devil to lay down and just take that easy <laughs> the devil is like you don't see the earth and message growing you don't see people getting people sending messages to her that they get healed while she was praying. Don't you see people getting healed and people getting delivered, people getting baptized because of her? Go get her! You know what So even on the platform, even on my face, I just recently got on Instagram and Instagram, you have a lot of good, nasty, behaving people. And I'm like, come on now. The other day I just said to them, I said, I, you, I learned now how to block you. So you better behave yourself. And I say, don't come cursing today because I'm the one who taught a lot of you to curse and I'm not cursing anymore. So I think, it, you know, it's full time you adopt, you know, and they did behave themselves. But you have one and two people will come and say, you know, something, something. The other day I end up getting a little distracted, like addressing somebody. I had on my hat right here and the person is saying, your lady saw because the Bible says you should cover your head. I say, listen, if you have the key to heaven, then let's talk but if you don't have the key and when i take up all my carouches there my bungles and go i'm going up and you can't say you can't come in i'm gonna lock you out then yeah don't be sitting in the judgment seat yeah because people gonna judge you if you wear false here people gonna judge you if you when i started when I got saved and I started wearing my natural hair, people judge and people send me a whole woman. I put on my hat, them send me, I'm a whole woman. And not because you're a Christian, that don't mean you should wear a long dress. And that don't mean you do. And if, you know, and if I put on my brain, there's a problem. If I put on some whatever, it's a problem. 
Anything, if you put on makeup, is a problem. I saw people in makeup with them here, all kind of here, and them still have the Holy Ghost, still delivering. Still, the Lord didn't say to me, take it out, you know? So why are you in the judgment seat? It doesn't make me any less of a Christian because I put on some nails or I don't put them on. Yeah? So it's the way I feel. Yeah? I, I give my ear a break sometimes, make it grow. Yeah? And when the breeze touch it, it gets so coarse. <laughs> you know, sometimes I have to say, let me put something. But that doesn't change the Christian in me. The spirit of the Lord is in me. You understand? So who are you? So sometimes I tell them I'm under construction, you know? Don't trouble me. I hear you. Don't Lord. trouble me because I carry the mark of Jesus Christ. You understand? Amen. Yeah. Just like Paul. 100%. When it came to Amen. recording your first gospel album, When God Speaks, what was that process like opposed to when you're doing your dance hall albums? Where did you have to go inside to find those lyrics to put on that album there? It was easy. God just, that's why it's titled When God Speaks. Because God was talking to me, just talking to me, talking to me. Give me this song. Give me that song. Give me this. And they were so, I remember while I was in, in, a, in a, a Lord Jesus, I was walking one day and the Lord just gave me a song right there under this big tree. Yeah. And I will stand in your presence for the rest of my life. Fulfill my commitment. Walk in your light. I'll stand on your promise, lift up your name, give you glory and honor for the rest of my days. You are worthy, Lord. And that is how God speaks. When I was writing this song, I've been beaten, I've been raped, done gone to a whole lot of struggle, but I never lose my faith. God said to me, don't write it just about you. Write it for women who has been beaten, women who has been raped, women who has been forced into prostitution and all that God was saying to me. But when I, I released the album, I remember men calling me, telling me they were raped by family members. And I'm like, oh my God, why is it that people, they never see it that way. We always protected the girls, but the boys needed protection, you know, and... That was how God spoke to me with, with, with that album. I remember I was in a church and I was mopping the church. Um, Bishop Henry Fernandez, he's a big pastor out there in um, Fort Lauderdale. And one day they said it was a beautification day and I just wanted to do something more for the Lord. You know, at the time, you know, I, I was just there and I asked, I, I put my name down. And while I, I, went, I went back, a lady gave me a mop. And I start mopping the church, mopping the floor. And while I was mopping it, I said, Lord, I'm so honored to be in your house, in your sanctuary, mopping your floor. And I remember the tears fell out of my eyes on the floor and I mopped it in too. Because I'm like, you know, I'm just mopping my tears in the floor of the church. And this was what I got out of it. How can I repay you for all that you have done? For your grace, your love, your mercies, for giving me your son. You would have to get the album, people. Amen. Yeah, when God speak. And then I got the other one. While I was going through my valley experience, the Lord gave me his grace. You know, his grace, 
is sufficient for me. So I titled that His Grace. And that is how God communicates with me through music. And now it's through the scriptures to preach his sermons. You know, weeks ago, I remember the Lord gave me a sermon titled Shoot or Die on the Battlefield. And I didn't know that he was preparing me for a, a spiritual battle that was coming my way. Yeah, and uh, it was in the Bible where Elijah was about to go to the father. He was sick, yeah? So it was he got old and the king went to him and tell him, Oh, alas, alas, father, my father. This chariot sent, it's like the same words that Elijah used when Elijah was going up. This king come with the same thing saying, you know, what must I do? The army is coming against Israel and he didn't know what to do. And the, the, the prophet said, open the window to the east and shoot. And he, he opened the window and shoot the harrow. Yeah, meaning when you do that, that means you're ready for war. Yeah, if you do that in the direction of where your enemies are. Yeah, so when he did that, the, the, the prophet also tell him to 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 beat on the ground, you know, and he's like, he did it three times and the prophet get angry and said, why did you do that? If you had did do it like for six times or five or six times, you would just must, you, you would just through the wall of the Syrian army. But, but you didn't do it. You, you stop. And that is why you're going to end up in more battles. If you are just, you would have finished them off. But guess what? I, uh, I did the sermon, shoot or die on the battlefield. And the next week there was accusation of me, you know, obia in somebody, voodooing or obia black magic, whatever it is calling, you know. And I'm like, what? What happened? I did not know God was preparing me. So when it came, I'm like, oh my God. Somebody said to me, why were, why you think you preached that sermon last week? about shoot or die on the battlefield because it's a war it's a spiritual war i'm like oh my god so it was it, it, it was so bad this accusation you know and i went to the lord with it and the lord gave me psalms 35 and then in the evening he gave me psalm 7 so psalms 35 for them and the accuser and after the brethren yeah and then he gave me Psalm 7 for myself. You don't pray a Psalm 7 over your life unless you're innocent of all charges. So not just that. I went into the studio. God had given me a song titled, Miss Who Are Right. I was there, you know. The Lord. All right. Before that, like, say, say a week before or so. I was talking to the Lord and I stood right at the bedside. And I was, you know, just talking and I heard the Lord say, you soon all right. And when I hear you soon all right, clearly, I found my mouth just open and I said, I'm soon all right. And the melody just come, I'm soon all right, I'm soon all right. I'm soon all right, I'm soon all right. I believe in a Christ, so I'm soon all right. Jesus, I'm like, i soon all right. You know what, then I'm like, Okay, a lot of hardship going on right now with this pandemic and thing. So when I heard the Lord said, you soon are right, I started to sing the song. And I went, I thought about how much, you know, people not making no money and all that. So I, I kind of flip it and said, my soon are right, my soon are right. My 
soon alright, my soon alright. No money in our own, but my soon alright. You know, them say me pop down, but you know, my blessing it, I come so my soon alright. And everybody start gravitating to it. As soon as I came on my Facebook and start ministering one morning and I said, everybody was writing, my soon alright, my soon alright. So it became like an anthem now. It's out and everybody's on it. Up to the little baby girl singing. Masun, uh, let me talk to her, daddy. I want to sing to her. One, one of my friends, uh, uh, his, his daughter wouldn't talk to me all along. And every day I said, let me talk to her. Now she's asking, let me talk to her. I want this. Masun, I like Masun. And it's an American child. I'm like, she know the part where they miss her. You know? So I, I, I end up putting a verse in that too for the accuser. And then I end up right there when I was in the studio. There's another song. It just pop up. From a band, me no go whoop your man. No, he not know the window whoop your man. No iniquity, no either my hand. The fire of God am the only weapon. Hey! It was like, boom, everybody like, oh my God. Yes, yes, we miss our long time in the dance hall. We want our back, back. I'm like, ease up. No, 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 no. Back up now, back up. Oh, don't get it twisted now. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, 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 no. You know, I handle it in that way, you know, but yeah, yeah, God gave me those two Holy Ghost missiles. But I'm not going back into the dance hall. What I'll do, I'll put a dance hall album together. Drop that. If I'm invited to close out a sting or open a sting, I'll have a revival up in there. Because what I notice, a lot of people, they, they stay in between the four walls. You remember when Jesus said, I, he was sitting among the sinners, tax collectors, the thieves, them and all that. And the scribes and Pharisees always come. And they were like, why is he sitting with them? And I'm like, why is he having a meeting? He said, if a man is not sick, you don't need a physician. If you're not sick, you don't need to see a doctor. But he said made whole meaning. Yeah. So he said, I have not come to call the righteous. He said, come to call sinners unto repentance. So if you're already saved, you hope in the church, all of you. There's so many souls out there that needs to be saved. Some of them just searching, don't know what they're looking for. When I look at the young ladies now, oh, they just, I remember I used to influence them to, you know, sexually. Singing, say, oh, this, that, that. When I look now, they're being influenced by the Kardashians and all these women who add on the boobs and add on the butts. And people are, you know, leaking and rottenness coming out of there. And I remember how the Lord tell me that I'm beautifully made. I'm made in his own image. So I'm like, a lot of people, ain't, they ain't waiting to get old gracefully. They, they fight in age. You know, it's like a man with um, in belly big like that, but yet still, still in, in a... This, this wife beat her like a marina, you know what I'm saying? And he don't have six pack, him about 24, you know. But you know what I'm saying? But he's trying to be young and to fit. He wants to fit with the young boys going to the dance hall, see him where, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
When I look, the Bible said, be not conformed to the things of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If your mind is not renewing, if your mind is set on, if you're looking at earthly things like, I need all this. I got to get all this, but you're not looking to God. You want all this, but the Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything else will be added. Everything will be added. You want a husband? God will give you that husband in due time. You, yes, sometimes we are looking in the church thinking, oh, we need to look in the church because the church people put that in our minds that that's where you got to get him. And if you get him, say you get, look at God. God went out, Jesus went out and licked down Saul. Saul became Paul. There's a lot of Saul out there who can become Paul. Yeah? And we we in the church, and why you think some of the church just all kind of disgrace come? Because there's so many women in the church, less men in the church, everybody sleeping with the one pastor. All hell break loose. Yes, I say it as it is. It's happening in the church. A lot of pastors getting women pregnant and, and aborting the children, and they are the ones standing behind the pulpit. But woe be unto them. Amen. Woe be unto some of them. You have good pastors, people who, men and women who are in the word of God and they live by the word. They are doers of the word. The Bible said you have to be doers of the word. You can't just hear the word and not do it. So, you know, so we are running down the man in the church, but there's a soul out there who God is going to turn and wash him off, turn him into Paul. It may take a while, but continue to pray. I'm not going to sit in the judgment seat and say, oh, unequally yoke. And equally you is a non-believer. But if there's a man or a woman who believes in God, because the Bible said that the, the saved woman sanctified the unsaved husband. You know, the saved wife sanctified the unsaved husband. And the same thing go for the saved husband. Sanctified. So where, why are you not using that part of the Bible? But you, you're using the part about unequal yoke to hang around these people's necks. So they end up a lot of them childless, not me. I wasn't, God didn't want me to have children for certain people. But he <laughs> made me birth out the church. But a lot of people, in, you know, that's why a lot of people walk away from the faith because they have a yoke around their neck. The Bible is to free your mind, free you. Yeah, it's, it's where the spirit of the Lord is. There's liberty, there's freedom. The Bible is the word of God. And the word of God is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto your path. So it should direct you. Yeah? That is why the you hear people say, I'm looking to the Lord because it's in there. Who is the author and finisher of my faith? Order my steps, Lord. It is written. You don't live by this. You will be conformed to the things of the world and sin just. This morning I got an email from a young lady. She said, I want to repent before I die. I took that opportunity and I went all in. I start to minister. And when she said, I feel worthless, I say, you're blessed. When she said, I feel crippled, I said, well, you have access to Jesus Christ who let the cripple walk. Now get up and get up and pick up your bed and walk. Holy Ghost, power, feel your Jesus. Hallelujah, glory be to God. I said, you have access to the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who allowed the cripple to walk again. Get up and walk. And she keeps saying these things that I say there's purpose in you. 
Woman of God, I need you to talk to the Lord now. I said, and you know what? I want you to just talk to the devil now. Get up and say, as of today, my God, my God, take over every authority, every part in my life. God, take it is God is in control. I said, tell the devil, say, as of today, I serve your summons. I give you an eviction notice to come out of my mind, come out of my thought, let go of the understand. And I start telling her, speak, get up and speak. I am blessed. I have a purpose. Yes, I have. Listen, you have to say the opposite of what the devil wants. I said, don't you even say you're crippled. The devil wants you to think that. The devil wants you to think you're worthless. You're not. And when I start to minister to that woman, I minister through the, the, the email, you know. And I said, you need to find a church. I want you to find a church who worship the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who believe and baptize in that name. And I want you to go there and tell the pastor, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. She said, thank you, Minister Hall. I'm going. And I'm waiting on the report. When years ago, when all my enemies came up against me and my relationship fell apart and people who should be my friends was all over the internet under fake name, you know, doing all kind of evil to me, I start speaking. I speak to my, you know, I spoke to myself. I look in my mirror and I said, I remember when I was like so weak under the man control, no matter how the man do all this and that, you know, I was so weak and going back, kept going back for years. And I just stood up and I said, who are you? Who are you, Marion? I said, Lord, I cannot find Marion. Where is Marion? I can't find her. I said, who are you? You are not Marion. I said, Marion is in me. I said, you didn't grow up like this. You're stronger than this. This can't break you. Come on. And I start talking to myself in that mirror. And I gained so much strength. So you have to speak into your own life. Take the scriptures and speak them into you. You know, the devil coming again. Oh, there's more with me than they that are with them. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Oh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is how you speak in your own life, your own being. And the devil will hear you speaking. You're saying me, you're not saying you. So the devil has to vacate that premises. The devil has to come out of this house. Amen? Bless Amen. the name of the Lord. Because Amen. there's demons, you know, the devil having demons, them taking over young minds. You know, when I, I went to Antigua and I was ministering there, I didn't even meet the pastor who owned the church, but the pastor gave the church to another pastor who invited me there. And they keep what the, what the Rolian did, they put on a free concert for a certain Rolian who called himself an evil name just so that people wouldn't come to see me. And I, when I step in that place, I saw some demons and I start licking out demons, meaning when I lay hands, people were falling apart, just throwing up, throwing up. And you know that was deliverance being done. Anytime you lay hands and you see people start throwing up and demons start talking. It was so much that night. So many grown people came back to Christ. People who had walked away from the faith came back to the Lord. You know, I remember when I was laying hands, the devil said to me, look how you powerful. 
Look how people falling down. Look, look, look. And I hear the voice of the Lord so sweet and subtle, you know, saying, uh, the voice of the Lord said, focus. Soon call you back, sister, on an interview. You know, focus, focus. And I, people were just catching people falling apart. I went to London. Same thing. Went to Birmingham. They didn't like it. I was casting out demons. So, you know, them set up a girl to kick me and thump me while I was casting out. That happened in churches too. Because, you know, God using you right there. People can't, you know, the spirit of jealousy is happening. People don't want people to, you know, but other pastors saw and said, I saw the spirit of God on you tonight. Always remember this. Always avail yourself so that the Lord can use you. And you have other people going like this woman of God. You have grown pastors coming with their children on pictures. Say, pray for my child. This one is sick. I say, oh, you know I do that. Because God have me praying for people and taking out children out of intensive care. All these children. So he said, God, send me to you. You know? So even though they were beating me down and acting like she was in the spirit. And just kicking and punching. <laughs> it was a setup. Because when I look up like this, I saw the setup. Yeah? But God, anyway, it is just, I'm in awe that our God can use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, as he said in the Bible, the weak things, you know, things and that's that. What, that's what I wanted to ask you, because with you your know? two new songs from, from Iban and mm -hmm. Sonar, right? Mm -hmm. It's because why would they even decide to choose you of all people to make those mm -hmm. accusations on? And mm -hmm. then you already got the vision a week before it even happened so it almost seemed like it was supposed to happen this way yes and god will use the devil and his entourage to take you where he wants you to go look at it i am now returning the i'm sending the missiles to the enemy camp where i was a part of dance hall some days ago, I was ministering right here and another female in the dance hall fraternity came on publicly on Instagram, Dovi Magnum. And Dovi Magnum was the woman who sang a song named Ball Out. And a man of God took it and turned it around. And it's like the gospel fraternities turn against the man of God. They didn't know what God was doing. So when I was on, on stage and they were interviewing me and asking me, I said, well, the Lord supply all our needs and give us all we need. But did he say God spoke to him? The man said, yes. I said, well, that's between him and God. That's him and God business. God will do some things that you will understand. I saw a minister in Jamaica told me that God sent an unsaved woman to her with a warning. Yeah? So... You, when, when God is doing what he's doing, just leave it alone and let God. Because I look and I saw this young lady. She said, I'm not, my mind is not at, at the right, at a good place or the right place. I need prayer. For her to say that publicly, I should call her today and I will. I just pray that God is touching on her heart. To come because that would be another another dance hall artist. I'm praying not, not I'm not just praying for her, you know, to get prior and she gone in the dance. I want her to come to Christ. So what I'm praying for 
is that she will recognize that the comforter who is Jesus Christ, the one who she's looking to for that comfort of her heart, is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, as the Bible says. So he will exceed her expectation. She needs prayer because of this, but God will take care of all this. Yeah. So when they came at me, God already, oh, please, I am, I exceed my own expectation lyrically because I didn't even know those things were in me. When I'm in the studio spitting out all them things, I'm like, you know, I'm like, are you serious? God, you know, it's like God just chopping off the neck of Goliath. And what happened now? The man who accused me with those accusations, those lies, he's right now telling people, go, go buy the truth, then buy them, they bad man. What? Them say, no, do another song and counter rockers. Them say, you man, you want to kill me, you man? You man, you know? When a man waits, the Bible tells you, when a man waits, please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. He's either that or him saying, make them into your footstool. There was a person who used to fight me real hard in the business. And I used to ask God when I got saved, who am I going to, when I see them, it's two of them. The others, you know, those two were like, hurt me really bad. And when God put me in front of them, it was something God was showing me. That was that would be who you, you know, that's the person you would be today. Look, and that person don't look like the money that the person making or claims they're making. That, <laughs> that you, I could see from the spiritual high that this all here is a lie. It is a lie from the pit of hell. So you see all these vanity and all these luxury and all these things that people are saying, oh, we live in the land. I've been there, done that. And it was all a lie because the devil can give you gifts and those gifts come with consequences. But the gift from the Lord, it had... Uh, no sorrow, no sorrow is there. When God bless you, mm, no sorrow. It, it had no sorrow. The richness that he gave you, mm -mm. trust me, you don't have to sell your soul for it. Amen? Amen. So, was there, ever a time, was there ever a time before you got saved where you actually questioned God while you are in your dark moment? Why did you give me this voice and this influence? No. I've never questioned God. The only time I tell you, I said, Lord, why am I going through this? Is it what sin have I committed? And he said, none. But I've never questioned the Lord. I knew that God had his hand on me. I was trying to bargain with God from how oh, long. Every time I go on the stage as Lady Star, I go to the bedside after the concert and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, this is the way that I survive and take care of my family, God. I'm going to give my life to you, Lord. But Lord, I soon give my... You know, each time I'm making promises, I couldn't keep that. Say, so, you know, I, you don't even know. I'm giving, You just keep running because I'm coming. I'm going to get you, you know, and he did. Thanks be to God. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Listen, before I get you out of here, could you actually get us out of here with a prayer? Yes. Oh, yes. I love to pray. Did you know that? Oh, I won't worry. I won't worry myself. Hallelujah. Because I have Jesus. 
and he is my help. Oh, if tomorrow I should lose all my wealth, I still won't worry. I won't worry myself. I know that you're worried right now. I know times are hard right now. I know that there's conflicts and confusion in this hurt. But the Lord said, if my people were called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face, pray to me, turn from their evil ways. The Lord said, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. People, people, though it may look like mm, hell is about to run over, though it may look like there's no way out, there is a way maker. Though it may look like the devil is taking over, mm -mm, the devil is a liar. God is still in control. He sits high and he looks low. So merciful father, wonderful God. You said if your people were called by your name, I am called by your name because I'm a woman of God. You have called me as your servant. You told me on the 14th of December, you are now my servant who will be ministering on my behalf. God Almighty, as I come in your presence today, God, I thank you for this platform. I thank you, God Almighty, that I'm able to say Jesus is Lord with a problem. God, you know I'm not ashamed of the gospel because because it is the power of God unto salvation for them that believe. God Almighty, I believe that you're able to take over this right here, this conversation, you're able to move, and you're able to use my voice to win souls, God Almighty, when it goes in the atmosphere. Oh, Spirit of the living God. You know where everyone is situated. You know where they are, God. I pray that you will locate your people. You will locate your people and in the secret place of the eye. Oh, God Almighty, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know I, I will not fear no evil because you, God, you are my battle axe. You are my rose of Sharon. God Almighty, you are my rock, my fortress, my shield. Today, God Almighty, I pray in the name of Jesus as I intercede for your people to come to you, God Almighty, that you will touch more hearts. Touch their heart, God Almighty. Heal the sick, God God Almighty, give up sight to the blind, God Almighty. Children, God Almighty, right now they can't even go to school. I'm praying, God Almighty, that this pandemic will dry up from the root. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you will heal our land, God Almighty. In the name of Jesus Christ, cover your people. Cover them with the blood, God Almighty. Just like you cover the Israelites coming out of Egypt to the promised land. Send the ball fire by night god almighty and send the smoke send the cloud god almighty by day god you are the alpha and the, god, the beginning and the end you know the beginning lord you know the end god almighty i pray that you will place your hand upon your people i pray today that you will bless this man right here who is speaking to me bless the platform that he has god almighty send more souls like me god almighty to preach the word god almighty so it will go out and pierce the heart oh merciful god we thank you for grace and mercy we know, God, that your grace is sufficient for us 
in this time of turmoil, in this time of trouble, in this time where racism is causing havoc in the world. God Almighty, cover us under your blood. Cover us under your blood, God. God Almighty, as I take my hand toward this camera, I pray that everyone that come into contact with these hands will be blessed. I pray a blessing upon this ministry that you gave me upon this man. I pray a blessing upon his family and upon everything and the sound of my voice. I pray that someone will come to Christ and say, hi, surrender all. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit of the living God, abide in us, God Almighty. Abide in us, God Almighty, and teach us thy way. Oh, God Almighty, just hide us. Hide us from the enemy. Hide us from the prosecutor. Hide us from the devil and the serpent and cover us under your blood. Thank you again for your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless God. Thank you so much. Leave us with Masoon, all right, and get us out of here. You know what I'm going to send it to you. Masoon, all right, Masoon. But guess what? The Lord told me some weeks ago, I'm about to move on your behalf like never before. I'm going to speak it in your life and in other people's life. My God is ready to move on your behalf like never before. Never before. He's ready to move on your behalf like never before. Never before. My God is willing and able to open and close any door. He's ready to move on your behalf like never before. You're soon all right. Don't worry. Though it looks like there's no light at the end of the, tun the tunnel. You're soon all right. Just like the Lord told me. You're soon all right. I believe that everything's going to be all right. Amen. Bless God. Amen. Miss Hall, so this has been an epic conversation that I don't even think you understand the magnitude of this conversation we just Bless had. Bless the Lord. Bless God. You are so welcome. Thank Normally, you. you know, I hide from people. I've been hiding for a while. I didn't feel like talking. So every interview, I have a manager and all of that. And you see, I didn't hook you up with him. Normally, I would just say, talk to them and tell them I'm, I don't want to talk right now. My ministry is a whole, you know, let me show you my pulpit. You see it? Yeah. My pulpit is over there. Yes, so I preach um, behind that pulpit on Sunday. Yes, so people can find me on my Facebook, Minister Marion All. You can also find me on my Instagram, Minister Marion All. I just last week started using um, YouTube. So you can find me also on my YouTube channel, Sundays at 11 o'clock, Wednesday morning from 6 till 12. And on a Monday, I have a pastor who does Bible study, 7 o'clock or 7.30 in the evenings, okay? So look out for me and you can go. Masoon, alright, Masoon, alright Go on iTunes and buy it When I was in dance hall, you support me So go on iTunes and buy it It's out there and every everywhere Masoon, alright, I'm from my barn Yeah, love you God bless you Thank you so much, let me give you an outro And get you out of here Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle And this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report Podcast And we are out Muscle, this is Minister Marion All, formerly Lady Saw, and you're tuning in to Muscle, the man who have the muscle, but guess what? I only was muscles you have as a beer.
But why you get the Holy Ghost? But soon alright, listen on muscle. You soon alright, you soon alright. You soon alright, you soon alright. You believe in a Christ, so you soon alright. Jesus and your light, so you soon alright. Muscle, you alright. You alright. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusica.com.